Hey team, welcome again to SaaS Talk. This is our space to unpack the complex and ever-evolving world of software as a service. And in this podcast, we explore the impact that software tools have on the way we live, learn, work, and create. This podcast is geared towards solopreneurs, freelancers, or if you're part of a team, this is for you because we break down the mechanisms behind how and why SaaS tools help your business evolve. I'm Diego Torres, your host for this podcast, and I'll be tapping into higher levels of productivity with you. This first season is about work management platforms. If you caught our last episode on coordination, we've been diving into the three C's of work management a phrase coined by Asana. And in today's session, we're covering collaboration and communication, which are the last two C's of this three C's model. So if you're ready to get started, this podcast is in session. Let's talk SaaS. We took a whole episode talking about coordination and some of the main key features that you are going to appreciate in a work management platform and the coordination pieces that are really going to help the gears move in your team or for your business as a solopreneur. Today, again, we're jumping into collaboration. And the definition for collaboration, we'll just pull from the dictionary here, is the action of working with someone to produce or create something. Yes, I know that seems basic, but we want to keep in mind that the features that we're talking about today for collaboration are centered around the act of working together with your team. We're not necessarily talking about communication features so much just yet, although we will get into that in our communication piece, but collaboration is how are we working together as a team to complete the deliverables that we discussed are outlined in your coordination piece. Some of the most effective work management tools allow you and your teammates to collaborate within the context of a project or task, keeping all of your work in its rightful place, and I cannot stress this enough. You want to try and ensure that you have a single source of truth. We discussed this in the coordination piece, but when you're collaborating, and don't forget, collaboration isn't just with teammates. This also might include working with your clients or your customers. So for example, let's say you are a freelancer who works with clients on designing websites for them. You can use these tools and invite your clients as guests to your platform and structure the project in a way that gives transparency for where you are in your project to your clients. So collaboration, as we go through this section, I don't want you to think, oh, I need a team to have all these collaboration features. Yes, you can make the most out of the tool with a team and collaboration features. But don't forget, collaboration means really just working with anyone. So if you're a freelancer and a solopreneur and you have a set of clients or you have uh, investors or whatever the case is, yes, you can use a work management platform to pull everybody in one place and still leverage the tool set and the features that are available to you for that use case as well. And that's what we're getting into because SaaS tools are offering users the ability to collaborate in the same project space in real time, which is amazing, with continuous improvements to methods like built-in team meeting templates, video chatting, and one of my favorites is visual virtual whiteboarding with your team or with your clients. So let's dive into some of the important collaboration features that you want to consider if you're looking into a work management platform or if you already have one and want to scale up its use. First, project owners and collaborators to define who is responsible for the objective. I 
am a solopreneur myself, so I still like to put project owner on my projects. And if I'm working with anyone outside of my business, let's say a client, for example, or somebody who I just want to have visibility into my project to see what's going on, then I might invite collaborators to my project so that the project itself shows who's responsible and this sets the accountability at the system level. So it's an important feature if you're looking into a tool to be able to define who's the project owner. And this is great, especially for in our last session where we talked about coordination and goal tracking. You can literally see on a work management platform that tracks your goals, if you have, let's say, three different projects feeding up to an overarching goal, you can see, you know, Maria has project number one, Diego has project number two, Jake has project number three, and you can see how each of our contributions to those projects as project owners are feeding to an overall goal. So it's really important that we can define who these project owners are at the system level. It's a great, great feature to have. Now, this next one goes without saying, but it's equally as important. We just talked about project owners and collaborators to see who's the owner of a project and who's responsible for helping ensure that it gets fulfilled. Projects, when you break them down further, you're going to have a set of activities, deliverables, action items, whatever you want to call them. Most tools call them tasks. And in these tasks, you want to ensure that every task has an assignee. Now, if you're just using a board, let's say, to track information, kind of more like a database, this may not be necessary. There are even some use cases where I'm just using a board to track information and not necessarily action items. Therefore, I remove the assignee column, let's say, from a list or a board view. But in this case, if you're collaborating with someone, your client or a team member, and there's an action item that needs to be completed, whether that's your client signing a form or whether that's your team member helping you fulfill a task for a project, you want to ensure that they are assigned to it. Now, this is a huge, huge benefit because on their own, they can go and see the My Tasks view pretty much in any tool that we recommend. And in the My Tasks view, so long as you're assigned to a task, you can see what tasks you're assigned to as a user across all projects in the workspace. And it's very, very important because this goes back to that fundamental principle, who is doing what by when. That is the question that needs answering every single time, whether it's the task or at the project level. Some tools also offer the ability to define collaborators within a task, not just the overall project. Super helpful so that you can see, okay, here's the person who owns this activity, but I'm also expecting for these other folks to help fulfill that activity to ensure that it gets done on time. It's, again, who's responsible for any given action item. Huge collaboration feature that if you're working on a project, you don't want to leave that by the wayside. Set a convention for everyone to always set an assignee for a task. All right, the next one is viewers and watchers. With viewers and watchers, you want to keep track of who should be aware of changes and updates to a project or task. Most tools allow this ability to not necessarily assign someone to a task, but to include them as a viewer so that they can follow the updates of that task. Perfect example of this is your client. If you're a freelancer, for example, working with a client and you're not assigning them something, but you simply want them to be updated on particular tasks within your project, some, not all, then you can simply have them as a watcher. 
What that means is when you update the task, when you leave a comment, when you create a new uh, category or a custom field for it, whatever you're doing to that task, that person gets notified. You can set up notifications to be either through email, through a chat system like Slack or Microsoft Teams, wherever you're collaborating, you can set up viewers and watchers to ensure that they keep track so that they're aware of the changes and updates you make to any project or task. Next is guests. And I mentioned this briefly at the beginning, but guests are of vital importance for bringing someone into your project who shouldn't have like edit access or uh, the same access as you would a team member or even a client who's taking an active role in managing certain aspects within your project. But guests are great for external people who are coming into your organizational workspace who either need to maybe make some updates, um, simply you know keep track of certain tasks. Now, guests and viewers might sometimes go hand in hand. Uh, but many of these tools offer the ability to bring in guests, and it's a perfect use case for someone outside of your organization who you do need to collaborate with, and often for a limited period of time, right? So a guest is really a perfect feature to use if you are a freelancer collaborating with clients who should have read-only access to your projects, maybe edit some tasks or some activities, whatever the case is, it's very important that you consider the use of guests if you're bringing anyone outside of your organization into your project. Next, of course, is file sharing. What I love about file sharing, and this is super basic, yeah, I know, but it's very underrated. How often are you sharing files within, let's say, your like Slack team or via email. Oh my gosh, what a nightmare is it to share a file via email, especially these days with cloud-based systems. Like I have experienced version after version of a PowerPoint deck or a Word document being shared via email. And then you just keep updating the versions when you make a change. No, 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 no. We are in 2023, my friends. And what that means is use the cloud-based system. With a work management platform, I can share a file with you that is contextually tied to the task or the project at hand. That is the glory of having a work management platform. Because when I need to share a deck with you, a Figma design, a Word document, whatever type of document I'm sharing, even just a tiny image, as long as I'm sharing it with you and it's within the context of the work, your work is going to be so much more effective and efficient because you know where to look. You're like, oh yeah, I need that PowerPoint deck that we shared with that investor. That's going to be in the pitch idea to investor you know, task. And that's a perfect way to just go into that task and you know exactly where that file is going to be shared. The more you share files within your work management platform, the more you literally build a catalog of files that you can search at any time using a universal search function within your workspace. So file sharing, let me tell you, if you're sharing files, stop with the emails. Unless that's your thing, then that's totally cool. But I swear to you, if you consistently share your files and set a convention for others to share files only within the team, because remember, single source of truth, that is the glory of a work management tool. If you're sharing files only within that workspace, within the context of the actual task or project you're working on, your life is gonna be so much easier because you're keeping things in one place. Screw versioning. We are so, so far away from that. Last, and this will depend on the tool you're working on, different collaboration methods. Let's say 
you're using like ClickUp, for example. ClickUp also has what I consider a fourth C that we won't necessarily jump into entirely, but that's content. And the reason I add content as a fourth C sometimes is because ClickUp also offers the ability to create documents right within the platform. So if you're using like Google Docs or Microsoft Word all the time, or even Notion, you don't necessarily need to if you're using a tool like ClickUp. ClickUp houses everything in one place, even your docs. So you can create an entire wiki for your internal team or even for your clients to view. You can share a doc in public. Uh, you know, if you want to share some template that you created on Twitter or LinkedIn, whatever the case is, you can use a tool like ClickUp to do that. Of course, if you're a Notion fan, more power to you. You can certainly use that as well. Notion's really a doc-driven platform. So you can create docs and create, you know, wikis or even manage your projects that are doc-driven and create templates that you can reuse at any time for either yourself or for your team or for your clients to be able to work with you on a doc at any time. It's a very, very useful feature to manage your content in the same platform too and then create a system around like templates to use it over and over again very easily. Some tools incorporate like video chatting um, or video recording, you know, via Loom or something like that. You can certainly find tools that expand upon the use case to be able to allow you to do more things. And one of my favorite, favorite features in collaboration and work management platforms is virtual whiteboarding. You might have seen some tools like this, Google Jamboard, Microsoft Whiteboard. Those are common ones that are already a part of business suite software, but there are so many incredible whiteboarding tools out there. My favorite, hands down, is Miro, M-I-R-O. Um, fun fact, Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors, I know here I go with the Warriors again, is an investor in Miro and many other notable names. So... That's a fun fact for the day, but regardless, Miro is an amazing whiteboarding tool and I think one of the most robust, comprehensive whiteboarding tools on the market with tons of collaboration features that you can even embed directly in certain projects in Asana or in ClickUp, in Monday, etc. Other tools and notable uh, options are Mural is a pretty good tool as well, and <laughs> here we go with ClickUp again. ClickUp also offers its own virtual whiteboarding tool right within the platform. So again, you choose which tool makes the best sense for you. Head to dtechcube.com slash top picks to see what we recommend as whiteboarding solutions. But whiteboarding and bringing your team together for a brainstorming session, for a planning session, for bringing everyone in one place to collaborate visually, adding sticky notes to a board, creating a template for a stand-up meeting, creating an affinity diagram for your team to hash out ideas and vote on certain things. It is such an amazing tool really to bring your meetings up to the next level. And if you're meeting with clients, you can impress the hell out of them with having a whiteboard that they can contribute to at any time to add ideas to, let's say, a website redesign or whatever project you're working on with your client. So whiteboarding solutions, certainly, certainly a tool that I 100% recommend as part of your brainstorming, planning, and ideation process, either with your team, yourself, or with a client. Those are some of the collaboration features that I think are really going to take your projects and your work to the next level.
let's wrap it up with communication. And this one's really simple, so it doesn't really need an entire session. Um, communication, dictionary definition, again, this is how we're starting it. Make sure we're on the same page here. Imparting or exchanging information or news or successfully conveying the sharing of ideas and feelings. Now, communication, when we think about communication, we might think about a phone call. We might think about chatting our teammate. We might think about a video meeting. You're on the right track. Communication comes in many forms within a work management tool. So project owners, let's say, can often communicate the scope, expectations, and requirements of an objective using built-in descriptions. I consider that a crucial communication feature within any work management tool. Descriptions, descriptions, descriptions. I cannot stress that enough. If you are working with your team and you don't have descriptions for your task to break down why it's a task, what needs to be done on the task, what the scope of it is, what are the expectations, what are the requirements for getting it done, then you might be shooting yourself in the foot and your team may not have the guidance and the direction they need to just take that task by the horns and get that damn thing done to the best of their ability. So descriptions are so crucial, whether you're setting a description at the project level to say, hey, this is what this project is, here's who it's for, here's why we're doing it, and here's our criteria for what constitutes a project that is fulfilled and done and complete. Even at the task level, same concept. Here's the criteria for making sure this task is complete or at least inviting your teammate or your clients to shed some light on what their expectations are for a task. So whether it's a project or a task, descriptions are a fundamental key piece of communication within a work management tool. There's also the use of conversation panes in some of these tools, where you can communicate updates to clients, to stakeholders, or communicate ideas to your teammates. And here's the key thing again, when you're communicating and chatting or commenting on a task, you are doing it within the context of a task or a project. That is the key takeaway for this communication piece here in a work management tool. Think about all those damn emails you have to track, right? So let's say you're working on a task in your project management tool, and then you have email after email in Outlook or Gmail, those are kind of the top two, that are coming to and fro, you and your teammate, you and your client, whoever you're communicating with. Let me ask you a question. How are you getting those emails into your task or your project? Are you consistently having to manually place that email thread into your task? Are you creating some type of automation or rule to send an email to your task? Do you know how cumbersome that is? Trust me, I know. Therefore, my recommendation to you is chill with the emails. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to be straight up. The emails, they might be doing you a disservice. I'm not, I, I'm not lying to you. The amount of emails coming to and from and different formats and different, it's just, it's just a nightmare. And you know what the worst part of emails is? Now I'm just going on a rant, but... Worst part of emails is the damn signature. Every time I try to put an email inside of a task, I have to deal with the fact that the signature is there. So if you're communicating on work, do it within the context of your work. Open a task, open the comment section within the task, and communicate there. So that next time when somebody wants to find information that was shared between you and someone else in a task, they go there. It's contextual and they will find the information they need a lot easier. And like I said, 
most tools have a universal search feature. Search for the information you're looking for, the conversation that was had, and boom, you've got access to communication right where you need it on demand without having to juggle email or even Slack or Teams. I haven't got into that, but it's the same concept. You don't want to juggle outside tools when you're talking about a task or work. Keep it within the context of your work. A lot better for your record keeping, for auditing, and for operational efficiency. Gone are the days where you need to fish for email messages or Teams messages or Slack messages in your inbox related to a task you're working on. It is 2023, my friends. We got this. So let's recap some of those communication features we just talked about. Descriptions for your Teams. You can write descriptions on goals in most of these tools. If you're tracking an overarching goal, you can write a description there too. You can write a description for your project. You can write a description for your tasks. They help define the scope and general requirements and expectations to fulfill that initiative. Comment sections, whether that's in your task or even in a subtask, if you want to get that granular. I talked about the controversy on both of those before in our last session, but regardless, if you're using tasks or subtasks, you can comment on each of those individually. Keep your updates, your ideas, your thoughts, your anything within the context of the action item itself. You're going to save yourself a lot of headaches and a lot of time. And as a bonus, at mentions. When I say at mentions, I mean the at symbol and then a mention. You can tag people in your task in most of these tools. If you've got a team member or a guest inside of your project, you just tag them. Hey, at Jake. And they'll get notified of the update or the information you want to share, again, within the context of your work. And so there you have it. Collaboration and communication. They naturally follow coordination. And they're really important to consider some features that help you accomplish both collaborative work and communicative work that makes more sense and saves you headaches and all in the spirit of having a single source of truth for everything to exist. Now, let me be clear. You might have other tools outside of your work management platform. That is okay. I do too. I'm not saying just because I do that it's okay, but you have to figure out a flow that works for you. I am a Slack and Microsoft Teams guy, depending on who I'm working with and where. And I like to use Teams, right? So if I get a Teams message, I can just create a ClickUp task directly from a message I received in Teams. So are there ways that you can integrate these tools to make the process easier? 100%. You can integrate tools together to really make a workflow that works for you. But you're still working with an external tool. You're still working with something third party. And it still takes an extra level of effort to tie whatever you're doing outside of your work management platform back to your work management platform. So I highly recommend that you consider keeping everything in one place if possible. If not, no worries. Like I said, totally workarounds and integrations in place to make the best of all tools together. And as a reminder, the three C's represent core concepts team. They're not an exhaustive list. I mentioned content as a potential fourth for tools like ClickUp or Notion. But regardless, they still incorporate the three C's. Thank you, Asana for coming up with the three C's of work management as a guide for understanding how work management tools handle work as a whole. We're wrapping up our discussion on the three C's of work management so we can get into, honestly, some tougher conversations coming down the road, team. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. 
Don't forget, we launch new sessions every Wednesday, so you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube. I wish you all an amazing day, night, evening, wherever you are. Keep rocking it. Keep being productive. Thanks for talking SaaS with me, team. Diego out. <laughs>